Hey everybody and welcome to episode 3 of the Homestead Therapy Podcast. My name is Cindy and I'm your host. So welcome back and I hope everybody's doing okay after the big holiday, the Christmas holiday. And uh, yeah, we are back to school. All the kids have gone back on Monday and so far so good. It took a few days, of course, to get back into our normal routine. But I think we finally got that mastered and everybody's doing okay. So the first week is over. It's Friday now. So... Um, they'll be glad to have a weekend, I'm sure. Um, so yeah, so today I thought we would just kind of talk about all the things that we've been doing and just, you know, kind of a, more of an update. Um, I've got some ideas for some podcasts that'll be coming up, but I thought today, you know, we'll ease back in with, with after the holiday. So yeah, so first of all, um, I tried to make Instapot yogurt and I have to tell you, it was a massive, massive fail. So I have made many, many yogurts. Um, you know, we have the goats, we have our Maggie milk cow. And so I make yogurt a lot and I have never, well, maybe the first time I made, but other than that, never had a problem making yogurt. But somebody had told me that, oh, you have to try the Instapot yogurt. It is so easy. You put the stuff in, you push a button. It's like the simplest thing ever. So I thought, okay, well, let's give this a try. Well, I did everything that I was told. I followed all the directions. I did it exactly like I, I was supposed to. And I got, you know, I got a huge, um, that well not a vat I guess but I got a huge amount of whey and I've got the smallest like probably out of a half a gallon of milk which is what I used um I got about a cup and a half of yogurt like substance so it was kind of like yogurt but it was kind of like a cross between yogurt and sour cream so I mean I did use it in muffins and in some of our baking but um it definitely was not yogurt and so I had a ton of whey left over so um which was kind of good because I, I ended up baking bread with it so it made some really nice bread but um it was definitely not what i was going for so um i think we're going to be going back to just doing it the old-fashioned way um in my pot on the stove and um letting it sit and yeah because clearly i cannot instapot yogurt <laughs> so maybe if somebody knows what i did wrong or has an idea i i would love to here um because i really don't know um so i won't be doing that again but other than that um we warmed up finally so i don't know if you listened to our last episode you'll remember it was really really cold it was like you know ridiculously cold so we weren't even really going outside or um, doing anything outside we were staying in the house and just you know freezing so uh, when it warmed up, we um, decided to process our roosters. So we had six roosters that um, were in the chickens that we had hatched out. Um, and a few of them were in some that we had bought as laying hens. So we processed them. It didn't take us very long. And I mean, it was plus two. So, um, you know, it was perfect because you weren't worried about meat spoiling because it was too hot and it wasn't like so cold that your hands were freezing. So it was actually, it was a perfect day to do it. So we got those done up real quick. Um, only took us about, you know, 45 minutes, I think. And then uh, I actually took two of those and I brined them overnight because they were a little bit smaller ones. So I didn't want to freeze them. So I thought, you know, I'd, I'd do something fresh with them. So yeah, I put them in a, um, a container with um, a bunch of different 
herbs that I had grown in the garden. I had dried and some apple cider vinegar a little bit and salt and pepper and all sorts of, you know, garlic and yummy things and let it brine for, for about 24 hours. And then we roasted them in the oven the next night for supper. And oh my goodness, y'all, they were so good. They were delicious and tender and full of flavor. And it was, you know, just the way you want your homegrown meat. So, which is perfect because that's exactly what we want when we raise our own meat is to you know it just tastes better so we did that and then of course I had you know the bones left over and all the little bits that you don't eat so I uh, the next that night actually I put them in the crock pot with a bunch of scraps from vegetables and so um, something I do with vegetables is you know when you're peeling carrots or peeling potatoes or um, you know making soup or any of your vegetable scraps you know if you're making salad whatever so the ends of your celery um, peels from things you know the leaves that maybe aren't good enough that you want to serve them or cook them but you know they're not bad gone bad I throw all that stuff in a bag and I throw it in my freezer so um, after a while when the bag gets full what I'll do is I have a big huge stock pot and I'll throw it in there cover it with water you know put a little bit of salt a little bit of pepper and I make my soup stock out of it so my veggie stock um, what I did this time was I had a few like just a small bag left over so I threw that in with my um, bones and all my chicken bits um, and I cooked it for about 34 hours in the crock pot and made a beautiful bone broth so um, it was really really good we uh, we make a lot of our own broths and so um, you know bone broth whether it be chicken or um, beef vegetable broth all that sort of stuff we make our own and and it's so simple because you're using up things that you would normally throw away or normally wouldn't use so it's a good way to use those bits up and it's so much better for you so yeah, we made the bone broth and I uh, put it in jars and stuck it in the fridge and then we actually ended up using it um, within a couple days. So normally what I'll do is with our broth is I will freeze it either in like a zipper bag or I'll, um, I'll put it in a jar and freeze it. You just have to make sure your jar isn't too full because it does expand because it's a liquid. Um, or sometimes I will put it in um, a ice cube tray and freeze it like that, which is really handy because then you have um, little bits of broth, right? So um, I'll freeze it in the in the ice tray, cube tray, then I pop those out, I put them in a container, and then when I wanna make like gravy or just small amounts of something, so um, you know, you just need a little bit of flavoring, you don't want a whole lot for like a, a recipe or a meal, you just pop out one or two of those cubes and throw it in and it's so good and you know that it's got all the good stuff in there and there's none of the preservatives or additives or any of that kind of thing. So that was really good. So we did that. Um, the other thing that I'll sometimes do is I pressure can my broths and that way I can put them on the shelf and they last for a long time and I don't have to worry about them going bad because, um, you know, we talked about that before. I don't have a lot of freezer space with all, because we produce all of our meat. So I try not to freeze things. So I do a lot of canning. Yeah, so we did that. That was with the roosters and then the bone broth. Um, then I was working on some meal plans. I mean, that's not really a warm weather 
project, but um, I wanted to get some of our meal plans done. The Three Rivers Challenge, which I'll talk about a little bit later again, um, has really kind of made me actually sit down and plan my meals, like I had talked about. So um, I worked on that a little bit more, and which was kind of nice because I, I really had a good time going through some of my cookbooks, and I found some cookbooks that I haven't used for a long time, and I you know found some really good recipes that I want to try. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then the, we also got a big load of wood chopped. So um, we do have a propane furnace, so we don't need wood for heat, but we have a wood stove as our secondary source of heat. So um, what we do is when we're home and when we're in the house and you know in the evenings, we light up the wood stove and weekends and we use that for our, our main heat. And then at night our propane heater or propane furnace will kick in and pick up the slack. So um, we had some wood there, but we also had a big load of um, old dead trees that my father-in-law had loaded up for us when he we were out cleaning the bush off the field um, and out of the pasture. So it was just in big trees still, basically. Um, so we took the opportunity in the nice weather to go out there and, and cut that up and get it all chopped and stacked and made ourselves a nice pile. So we have a lot of wood, you know, ready for the next cold snap, which started a couple days ago. So we had a couple days of nice weather and now we're back to cold, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so that was good. We got our wood all chopped and stacked and, and we're prepared that way. Um, and we should have enough for about a month, I figure, or, or so, somewhere in there. So that's kind of nice. So then what I did um, on one of the days when it was warm was I stripped all of our beds. So, I mean, obviously I wash bedding every week every saturday is usually stripped beds anyway and washed but i usually just wash them and throw them in the dryer in the winter time because you know it's cold um but because it was warm out i stripped everybody's beds down and washed the the bedding in hot hot water with our homemade laundry soap and then i hung all the bedding outside so um anybody who's got kids in school knows how it is it seems like when the kids are in school there is always somebody sick and it feels like we've had somebody sick here for months because one person gets sick and then the next person and by the time the last person is getting sick the first person starting all over again with something else so i decided it was time to rid us of the germs um and so what i did was uh, hung everything outside i took all the blankets off the beds the pillows I even took um, Benjamin, my son's stuffed rabbit, and um, I made a spray of vinegar and water and some essential oils. I sprayed him down and then I hung him on the line by his ears. <laughs> and, you know, so everything was airing out and, and killing off some of those bugs. Um, then with the beds, we sprayed them all down with the spray that I had made and opened up the windows and... Um, you know, washed everything, all the floors and the handles and the and door handles and doorknobs and things like that down. Um, just hopefully trying to get rid of this bug. And I have to say, I think, knock on wood, I think it's worked because um, so far nobody knew is sick. Um, our our one daughter did go to the doctor the other day. Finally, um, we took her because we had been, you know, just treating her with some of her natural stuff, echinacea and some vitamins and herbal teas and that sort of thing. And she just wasn't really getting better. So um, we took her to the doctor and they did put her in some antibiotics. So she's starting to feel better now um, and nobody else is new is sick. So I'm hoping that we have killed whatever bug was in the house and we can just enjoy the rest of our winter now uh, without, you know, getting sick. So that was really good. Um, 
I love the smell of clothes hanging on the line, so it was so nice to hang all the blanking, blankets and the bedding out because I have missed the smell of bedding on the line. And I mean, I do hang some stuff on the line in the winter time, but when it's minus, you know, 35, um, there's just no hanging clothes on the line. They just are stiff and it's just cold. I mean, uh, you could do it, but it's, yeah, I'm all good with the knot. <laughs> so, um, so when it is nice, I do to try to hang stuff outside, at least our bedding. So yeah, that was so nice to crawl into bed with that nice smell, you know, that fresh smell of your fresh bedding. Um, so yeah, we did that. Um, we've been baking up a storm and developing some recipes. So, um, anybody who follows me on Instagram, I've, uh, I've made up some, re got some recipes going for like some, um, low GI oatmeal blueberry muffins and you know a couple different kinds of oatmeal and um, just some good wholesome snacky foods using what we already had in our pantry in our freezer um, part of that you know three rivers challenge so um, well, if you guys remember or if you listened to our podcast last week you'll remember me talking about the three rivers challenge on Instagram so hopefully you know you had time to check that out if you're interested um, so it's basically just challenging you to use what you have in your pantry and in your freezer and what you have stored up because um, most homesteaders are really all about the self-sufficiency and the you know sustainability and the providing for ourselves so we always have lots of stores of things so you know it's just kind of challenging you to use those and think outside the box and step out of your comfort zone so it's been really really good <laughs> and out of the comfort zone it has definitely been um you know i we had said that we were going to try and go six weeks without buying groceries um now i'm not gonna lie i did go and buy groceries um things that we needed that um are an everyday staple so things like flour i did go and buy um, I did buy some more rice because we we're out of that, that sort of thing. So I didn't make it as long as I want, but I am still sticking to the challenge um, and using what I have for the majority of, of my meals. And if not using all of my things, you know, before using the things that I just bought. So um, I think that the Three Rivers Challenge has really helped us to kind of see where the weaknesses were in our food supply and to see where we could improve um so you know for example for us we produce all of our own meat so um you know i don't buy meat in the store so that's that's not a problem and i knew we had lots of meat so i wasn't worried about that um vegetables i knew we needed a few more we did need more vegetables we don't produce all of our own vegetables but about 75 80 percent um is where we're at i guess i had thought it was a little higher than that but i think doing this challenge um, I've realized it's not quite as high. So I want to work out a way to do more fresh vegetables. Um, but fruit is definitely the big, big product problem. Um, and then things like, um, you know, our um, rice and that sort of thing. I mean, I don't know that we can grow rice in Saskatchewan. I could be wrong. There might be some way. Um, I would have to do some research on that. But you know so things like yeah rice we one of our daughters um is celiac so we use a lot of rice for her especially um you know because you can only eat so many potatoes before you get tired of those so um you know potatoes and rice we don't eat a lot of pasta but the pasta we do have or do eat is bought from the store so i'd like to make our own pasta and 
um, you know, beans and lentils. I always have beans and lentils. We don't grow our dry beans ourselves. This year I'm going to put in some and um, I'm going to raise our own this year. So that'll be exciting, or not raise, I guess, but grow our own this year. So I'm a little excited about that. Um, so yeah, we we definitely need to up our dry um, side dish. I don't know what you'd classify that as, but that sort of thing. We need to do that and our veg, our fruit, because you know we don't have a lot of options for fruit. So I do need to definitely um, figure out some more ideas for that. So you know, normally I just can or freeze, but I think this year I'm going to try and do a lot more um, dehydrating and maybe um, you know do different things with them so that they're already made into like desserts and things or to snacks and squares and things that the kids can take for school for you know for their their dessert and their snacks so um you know right now i just have canned peaches and then i mean i have peaches in the freezer and then frozen saskatoons are really all i have left for fruit um but i'm thinking if i can make some of those up into you know muffins and freeze them and if i can make them up into you know maybe um, a crisp or a cobbler and even individually portion those and put them in the freezer or figure out a way to can some of those things. Um, you know, I think that would be really helpful and beneficial and would give us a lot more options in the fruit department. So that is definitely one thing that we're really looking at, um, you know, expanding. So I know that we put 200 um, strawberry plants in last year so i'm thinking we're gonna up that even more we were planning on putting in more but i think we're gonna like put in exponentially more strawberry plants because our kids love strawberries so we're gonna do a lot more strawberries our raspberries didn't produce last year but they're a very old patch so we have started a new raspberry patch um so we're gonna do more raspberries um, our, our pear trees haven't started producing yet, but hopefully this year, I think this is our fourth year, third or fourth year. So hopefully this year we'll get some pears off of our own trees. Um, and I thought, you know, maybe I can dehydrate those. I, cause I don't think that pears keep very well. Um, I have been doing a little bit of research and there are some people that say you can store them in, you know, your root cellar for a certain amount of time. So I'm going to look into that, but yeah, we've definitely looked um, at some more options for that sort of thing. So yeah, the, you know, the, the other thing that I found about the Three Rivers Challenge is it's really um, made me look at my cookbooks a little bit more and I don't ever, well, I don't say, I shouldn't say ever, I very rarely use a recipe book. I used to use recipe books all the time, um, obviously when I was first cooking and now I don't ever really use a recipe. I just kind of wing it and um my husband always jokes to the kids when they say oh mom this is so good what you, you know can we have this again he's like don't don't ask for it because you'll never ever get this again because she doesn't know how she did it because i don't i just literally throw in a little of this and a handful of that and oh this looks good and i could not tell you how i did it and i think it's never the exact same the next time so um I, I actually went and looked at my recipe books just to get some ideas because I had the list of what we had in the freezer, what we had in our, our pantry, but you know, you feel stuck like you're doing the same thing all the time, all the time, all the time. So I thought, well, I'm going to look at my recipe books and I found some really good recipes and you know, even if I don't follow them a hundred percent completely, it gave me some great starting points and some great ways to, um, start using these things and then you know I can make them my own 
one of my absolutely favorite cookbooks um, that I totally kind of forgot about until I went looking <laughs> for my cookbooks um, is called More With Less and it was given to me by my wonderful friend from England before she left and it is um, a Mennonite cookbook actually but it's all it says recipes and suggestions by Mennonites on how to eat better and consume less of the world's limited food resources and it has fantastic recipes for the simplest things right down to making your own crackers making your own granola um, making your own puddings and and you know your own butter and right uh, you know right up to casseroles and and cookies and main dishes and everything so you know going through that I found a lot of things I thought hey you know we buy that in the store right now um, I'm going to try this recipe and make it. And I mean, once I get the basic of that recipe down, then I can start tweaking it and changing it a little bit. So I'm kind of excited actually, you know, because there are things that we buy a lot of in the store that I would like to start making of our own. Um, you know, things like crackers. We do make our own soda crackers, but I want to try making some, you know, other kinds of crackers. So, you know, because those are good for snacks. So crackers and um, things like you know I do make our own soups but more of more of those so I make the same kind of basic soups you know um, your vegetable and your chicken because those are my kids favorite but I want to step out of my my normal little comfort zone my box and start doing um, maybe some different kinds of soups you know just I, I only stick with the same stuff because I know that's what my kids will eat and I hate wasting food so you know maybe um, I'm gonna try some of these and you know, maybe they'll surprise me and eat some of these new soups So we'll see because <laughs> we are big soup eaters here, but it's always the same soups and I think you know I'm getting tired of them. So I'm sure they are too. So hopefully now that they're a bit older. They'll try So that you know, is something that I've I've learned a little bit too. So we are sticking with the three rivers challenge We're just like I said, we've we're we didn't get through it the way I had wanted to but it was a good eye-opener and we're still gonna keep going um, as best, best as we can. So that's good. Um, so, oh, I, so I've been, um, doing a daily devotional. I started, I decided at the beginning of the year that, you know, I would wake up a little bit earlier and have my little 15, 20 minute devotional, read a Bible verse and just have some quiet me reflection time. And, you know, it's been really, really nice. And I have to say that, I have noticed a change um, in my patience level and my, um, you know, it's just, you start out the day on a good note and I find that the whole day goes a whole lot better. So even, you know, the first couple days back to school when the kids were crying and fighting and tired and didn't want to go and wanted to stay home and, you know, couldn't find their sock and all this. And normally I would be like getting frustrated and, and, upset and you know I would start yelling and it would just it just escalates I find I can stay a lot calmer and a lot quieter and it's just you know it's really helped me to just be quieter and calmer I think so I really have been enjoying you know my my 20 minutes of mommy time first thing in the morning and I will get up a little bit early if I have to 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 get that because it's really been good for my mental health I think um so what else? Oh, my baby boy turned seven. Y'all, I have my baby. My last baby is seven. So we are actually having 
tomorrow, which is Saturday, we are doing a skating party with Wiener Roast for his birthday. That is what he wanted. So we um, have the dugout cleared off um, of snow so that they can skate. And his, uh, his dad cut, got some wood down there and grandpa plowed off the trail. And um, yeah, we're going skating. He got some skates for his birthday. And so he's really excited. So that's what we're doing. We're having cousins over and friends and going to do a big wiener roast. And I'm going to make some homemade hot chocolate. And yeah, we're going to do, do the outside thing. So it'll be a lot of fun, I think. But I just can't believe my baby's seven. That's crazy to me. He's getting so big. He doesn't even look like a baby anymore. He looks like a big boy. <laughs> so that is all we've been kind of up to. So we've been up to a lot. It's been busy and crazy, but that's our life and we love it. So I, uh, yeah, I think, you know what, for today, I'm going to just say goodbye and hopefully you guys will join us next week and keep an eye out for our blog. We have that in the works. Um, I'm trying really hard and um, getting that to get that up and going so that I can put show notes and links and all that sort of thing in there. So hopefully by next week it'll be up and running, but I make no promises. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, you have a very good week and we will talk to you next week. God bless. <laughs>